You're listening to Legion of Substitute Podcasters, episode 21, The Subs Go to War. Welcome to episode 21 of Legion of Substitute Podcasters. I'm Paul French, and today I am theater lad. I'm theater lad because I've been dealing with all kinds of actor stuff because I'm shooting a short film next week and uh, was dealing with rehearsals today. And also, we're going to see a local theater production of Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead tomorrow. And hmm. um, I love that play. <laughs> me too. And uh, and and Jan was just look. She was looking at uh, there's there's this local place, the River Run Center, and she was looking at their schedule. And she's like, "It's playing this weekend." And uh, and so she she got tickets because she knows I love the play. And so I actually reread Hamlet again, even though you know <laughs> you, you don't you don't need to 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 uh, to to get into it. But it's just kind of fun to uh, to sort of be you know in the in the zone again. So mm-hmm. so there we go. I am theater. Yeah, if, if you haven't seen that movie, wasn't it um Gary Oldman? Gary Oldman and Tim mm-hmm. Roth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rent that movie. <laughs> I command you go now. Stop the podcast. Go now. Rent the movie. And then come back and listen to the podcast and come back after and- you've watched the movie. Okay. <laughs> I'm Darren Noel, and I am ornery lad tonight. I'm in a mood. <laughs> Just accept no. it and move on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Darren. Sure. Oh, I am uh, Matt Kramer, and tonight I am melting lad because, well, my... Uh, my diet that I've been on since the start of the year is starting to pay off. Woohoo! Well, I'm Rick Croxton, and I'm Beer Boy because we turned 21. <laughs> That's right, Beer Boy. <laughs> yeah, Rick's getting tanked. There oh yeah. <clears throat> well, you know, we we are going to be doing the Doom of the Superheroes today. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> So this is like the the Doom is upon us. Doom, I say. <laughs> this is Doom. the uh, the the quietest week of of Legion news in, in in quite some time. Yeah, there's nothing going on. Yeah, one would say that they're not even publishing a book called Legion of Superheroes right now. <laughs> it's quite it's quite possible. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite possible that one could say that. Of course, we're uh, we're we're just sort of a slight time bubble trip away from from MegaCon, and I'm sure that they'll be imparting all kinds of news to you, Darren. And uh, yes, I hope to have a full report from Megacon when I get back the parts that I remember and the parts that are PG-13 or (laughs) hopefully you hopefully you don't have Greg LaRock in your trunk. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) You can just see it. Come on, LaRock. Give me some Legion news. But I haven't drawn the book in 20 years. (laughs) Yeah, excuses. I don't care. Come on. Give up the goods, dude. Give up the goods. Oh my gosh! Yes, yes. Yeah, so it- I'm very familiar with Orlando, and I, I I know the places to go to dump a body. So you know, <laughs> yikes! <laughs> I would dump the body in the middle of Parliament House. You see, I would. Those of you in Orlando, do you know what Parliament House is? No. It's basically this big Howard Johnson's that's been converted to a gay resort. Ah. You know what happens when there's a bunch of gay men who get drunk and see a handsome other gay man and look, there are hotel rooms that close by. 
Yeah. Uh, it's a scary place for the straight people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So there you have it. <laughs> Yikes. Exactly. Mental note. Don't sheets. It's fine. <laughs> Just in case. Oh, man. Come on. We've all seen CSI. Seriously. <laughs> We're all adults here, except for Matt. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh man! <laughs> All righty. So, should we get into the doom of the superheroes? Sure. We well, can do the doom of the superheroes. Doom. <laughs> so, first off, off, off the top of the of the, of this, we actually get the uh, the roll call done in kind of a unique way. Um, and just showing them sort of in, in that splash panel, you know, here's all the people who will be somehow involved. Whether or not they actually are or not is a whole other story, but we shall see. True, too. Um, a couple of, uh, couple of interesting notes, just, uh, just looking at um, some, some of the artwork. We get a, we get a little bit more of a, um, what am I looking for here? Uh, just, just a little bit more of the shading at first. That's what I thought, but then I realized this is just the oil and grease from uh, from Chameleon Boy and Sun Boy hard at work, and uh, you know, they 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 haven't found those alternate um, alternate fuel sources just yet. Mm. No, <laughs> not not quite yet. <laughs> One thing about the uh, the the two thirds splash, Paul. Before you go further, it's yeah. very similar in theme, at least, to the opening page of Eye for an Eye. That's true. I mean, it's got Very the much. circle, and then it's got the legionnaires. It's not their symbols because those haven't been invented yet, but it's kind of the same idea. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And 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 you know that again, that was something where they were, you know, they were they were certainly in in that at that point in time they were they were borrowing heavily from the past in sort of cover designs and that sort of thing. If you'll recall the uh, the issue three hundred one cover, which of course mirrored the uh, the adventure three hundred cover, so. Um. Yeah. So. So. Anyway, they're, they're taking a look at they're, they're inspecting the, the flying belts, and uh, you know these are these are vital chores in the around the superhero clubhouse, and just sort of doing a um, you know, overhauling the weapons and getting ready for the annual rededication ceremony, uh, a, a tradition that would quite possibly never return. <laughs> <laughs> it was just one of those things yes it's an annual thing that we will never do again that we will never do again and let us never speak of it um <laughs> <clears throat> so um anyway so superman comes flying through and uh you know he wants to make sure that he's there in time for the rededication and um you know they they were worried that uh, that he may have forgotten but no he made it so they they do their pledge <clears throat> <clears throat> and you know, here's their uh, here's their oath. I pledge always to use my superpower only for the good of all people, and never for selfish purposes. <laughs> um. So so you know, then uh, so they have the ceremony, and Superboy is like getting ready to go back, and they get an alarm from the science police saying that there's a masked raider looting Metropolis, and it turns out he's got super magnetic powers such as only Cosmic Boy has. Well, Cos <laughs> Cosmic Boy and his whole planet. Yeah, that's yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, and, uh, <laughs> Superboy don't have a clue where he's at. Superboy's like, but Cosmic Boy is right here. He's right yeah. here. What do you want? 
<laughs> yeah, he's looking over his right shoulder and is on his left shoulder. <laughs> yeah. So so Monel is uh you know, and Superboy are gonna get to the to the raider fast. And Sunboy points out that we can't fly like you and Monel, but we'll all follow by using our anti-gravity belts. As they all buckle up outside. <laughs> <laughs> Fortunately, they've just inspected them all, so they know that they work. This is true. This is how true. convenient. <laughs> indeed. Indeed. So um but yeah, we see, you know, this this guy in this strange mask, uh who who um Superboy refers to as Mask Man. Um <laughs> how creative. Yes, yes. Why he's wearing a mask. I will call Let's him Mask Man. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> see how pithy I am in the 31st century? Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. Yeah. Criminals are a cowardly and superstitious lot. <laughs> I shall become a mask. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, anyway, so it turns out not only does he have these magnetic powers, but he's as strong as, as Superboy or even stronger, stronger. So um, so, you know, they, so some boy is going to dazzle him with his his radiant light powers. But um, as it turns out, uh, you know, this guy's got those kind of powers, too. And uh, he's he radiates super heat and light in front of him. And um <laughs> So Superboy covers uh, Shrinking Violet. Interesting that she's the only one he looks to save. <laughs> um, he, he's kind of capping a feel on her, too. <laughs> doesn't it look like he is? Exactly. Uh, <laughs> or she is him. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, she's, she needs to watch that elbow. That needs to be a little higher. <laughs> <laughs> Awkward. So it turns out he's got every superpower that the Legionnaires have and some extra powers that they don't. So he, he he makes with the lightning bolts like lightning lasts. He makes himself invisible like Invisible Kid, and then he shows super strength, super speed, and X ray vision just like Superboy. And and so Superboy does. Speaking of X ray vision, he checks uh, Mask Man and realizes he's secretly wearing stilts to conceal his true size. Uh-huh. No. <laughs> And have so never exaggerated about their size before, have they? I think I, th- I think Bobby Brady did something with 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 stilts once too. So oh yeah, the elevator sneakers. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, the goldfish in the heels. Oh no. That oh. <laughs> no, you're thinking your past now, Darren. Hey 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 hey. Oh. Um, anyway, so gotta make a living. <laughs> <laughs> so he burns off the uh, the the stilted legs here, and um, and you just see, you know, that he's got these these short legs. He's a he's a doll sized man, and you know when when you think of it, it's like the way you know the the legs are disproportionate. It's just kind of the way that Forte drew uh, Polar Boy in the in the first appearance of the subs. So we're used to that anyway. <laughs> um. Yeah. So, you know, but but this really embarrasses Mask Man. And he says, you Legionnaires have made me a laughing stock. You'll pay dearly for this. <laughs> and he says, just as you took a vow today, I now take a vow. He says, Legionnaires are a cowardly and superstitious lot. <laughs> I shall become a mask. Well, what not- I love <laughs> is the little balloon down there to some unknown person in Metropolis. Uh-huh, first- look at the little doll man who tried to... to- Ray Metropolis, <laughs> funniest thing I ever saw. Here's the funny thing: it looks like there's two people saying it in units. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, it's double header. Oh. oh. <laughs> this is his secret first appearance. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. So, um, 
But then he makes with another power, a super freezing power. Hmm. Oh, he could be Polar Boy. Oh, no. He could, he's got the same little gammy legs. That's true. He does. And mm -hmm. um, so anyway, so what happens is he, he zaps uh, Ultra Boy. And um, and he's got this, uh, he, you know, with this super freezing power. The cold paralyzes Joe, kills him. <laughs> That's so he was instantly frozen, <laughs> not in suspended animation, oh. not in a coma. He's dead. He's dead, Jim. You know, this is this is not the first time this has happened to the Legionnaires. You know, it's a terrible thing. Nothing can restore him to life. We can deal justice to his murderer. Is, isn't it kind of amusing that they killed two Legionnaires with the same method, basically? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And, yeah. uh, and and not only that, not only that, but um, it, it's it's the idea that you know with with Lightning Lad they were optimistic. It's like maybe one day we'll be able to bring him back to life with super with with our super science. And this they're like, no, Ultra Boy's dead. Couldn't be more dead. <laughs> dead. <laughs> Write him off. He's gone. Next. So um, he must have had a good day. So yeah. So so it. it Anyway, what what's what ends up happening is um he he has this matter creating power. So he goes to stop these other two legionnaires, um, of course, being Superboy and Monel, and he creates green kryptonite, which of course only affects uh Superboy. It's interesting that he that he knew what would affect Superboy, but not what would affect Monel. So Monel's not affected by it, so he sweeps all all this stuff um away and uh and and they're they're flying back and uh and superboy for a second channels uh uh comic queen as he says his powers are really awesome get <laughs> <laughs> um, me to the sparse man <laughs> so they put um ultra boy in um in one of the little uh, glass coffins because that's where which, which begs the question how many of these do they have just lying around in legion <laughs> you've got to have them handy Quite a few. <laughs> apparently being being a legionnaire is not uh and is not an easy business and, here's my and, theory about that brainiac 5 said oh we need a glass coffin for lightning lad oh we get a better deal if we buy a bulk <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah they went that's to how Sam's i think pub. it happened can we get about a dozen of them <laughs> <laughs> Need about twenty five, maybe thirty. Anyway, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So anyway, so so he says, Ultra Boy is the second of us to die since our Legion was founded. Lightning Lad was the first. Um, and and Bouncing Boy, ever the the bringer of joy, and 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 you know making a good situation better, says, and who knows which one of us will be next? Yeah. It is wow. nice though that they are bringing up Lightning Lad's death again. I mean, that's that's become the one big continuity, absolutely, so far yeah. in the adventure run. Yeah, and that and that is the difference is that they have been you know giving us some that continuity. I mean, before you know, and and it's interesting. I was reading the uh, in the teen, the teenagers from the future book, and uh, and I've been reading the first essay, and that's where they talk about uh, about the death of Lightning Lad and how. Really, that was a it was a pretty ballsy move at the time because you know you didn't have continuing stories really then, um, you know certainly in in at least very much so in the DC books they they you know they were all very much 
done in one and uh and and sort of sat in in one spot and uh and you know here's your story and you move on and the next story happens and you know you don't need to have read the other one well now you're actually getting those little building blocks going in and uh and so so i mean the legion were doing that from a very early point so we see thunder over the uh superhero clubhouse and they're having a a, a meeting and uh, they talk about Mask Man and how, you know, he could pick us up one by one if we don't get him and stop him. So they think, okay, we need to figure out where he comes from and how he acquired the powers. So, so there's only one uh, world where people are as small as Mask Man, the so-called doll world. So, <laughs> so and they're like, hey. Uh, I have a- one little thing. What's that? Does this remind you of another Legionnaire, Tyrock? Where the, only the black people are on this one island. This here for only the dwarves. You know, the small <laughs> people are on this one planet. The little people. The little people. Mm. Well, wouldn't that be a misc? Anyway. Well, there you go. <laughs> so, uh, and we're going to get to that in just a second. So off they go to the uh, to the doll world. And we'll need everyone to, to combat the dolls. So it's going <laughs> to take two ships, but they're all they're all up for it. So off off they go into a couple of ships and they... They get to uh, to the doll world, and they say there are two cities of the doll folk, one on each side of those mountains. <laughs> so they go in there, and, and they got to be careful because you know let's be secret secretive about it, but we got to be careful because Mask Man, a deadly foe. So they land on the planet, and um, an invisible kid goes invisible, so he can search the western city without being noticed. And um, and Chameleon Boy and uh, Shrinking Violet. They they shrink themselves down, you know. Basically, shrinking Violet gets you know not as small as she can get, but a bit small, about waist height, and um, and Chameleon Boy does the same. So they they're gonna check the Eastern City because now they'll blend in apparently. But he he gets smaller, but he still he's still yeah, a Derwin. He's, he's still a Derwin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not saying it's a good disguise. No. <clears throat> so. So they go in there, and he says, okay, I'll take the streets on the far side, and you go through the streets on this side. So off they go, and, um, and Shrinking Violet you know, comes across one a woman there. And when you look at them, you know, they, they look very tall compared to the doors of the buildings. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, First perspective at work, yes. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So he, she says, you never heard of a doll man who has superpowers? He says, no, but, uh, you know... I, Akaru, the scientist, is the wisest man of our people and can tell you if anyone can. He lives here or there, not, not here. I do not. I I, I do not uh, live with uh, Akaru. <laughs> so they go and they see Akaru, who looks, you know, uh, like a like a jolly fellow, a jolly little elf. He says, "Yes, I am Akaru, the scientist. I know all about that doll man who has such awful powers." And she says. You do? Where can I find him? And he takes off the mask and says, here, ha-ha. <laughs> 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 Turns out, you know, how was she fooled by a rubber mask put on put on over uh, the, this metal mask? It seems crazy. And and you look in, in the back, and there's uh, the real Akaru tied up. Yeah. <laughs> Must run. Tell the others. <laughs> so she tries to get away, but he says, oh. You are the next legionnaire to die. And he zaps her with lightning. His super lightning. <laughs> it struck, struck me. me. I'm, I'm dying. dying. <laughs> yes, the, de- the deaths are very melodramatic in this story. 
They're, they're very soap opera esque. Oh, totally. So Chameleon Boy hears this and uh, and he hurries over and realizes, hey, a little late. Turns out she's dead. Must have been Mask Man. So he goes to take the body back to the others, and it's like, oh, um, hope we've got a slightly smaller um, glass coffin. <laughs> oh. So he, he flies in, and the Legionnaires see him. It's like, yeah, he's uh, he's carrying Shrinking Violet. She looks dead. And Saturn Girl re- tries to reach out to read his mind and realizes that's not Chameleon Boy. And it turns out it's Mask Man. And he says, that's right, oh, no. I killed her. And then when Chameleon Boy started out of the city with her body, I followed him. And of course, he used his element-changing power to change the air around him into deadly gas. And you He looks a lot shorter than is, he did before. Yeah. This is a very tragic ending of the first um, unofficial mission of the Legion Espionage Squad. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. true. That's true. Um yeah, you know, I hadn't realized that, but you're right. That is exactly who it is. Uh, yeah, except for Phantom Girl, who's m- mysteriously absent from this story, except for she's mentioned later on. Um, yeah, that's them. So, oops. Yeah. Time to work on that stealth technique later. <laughs> and and I'm just looking at the picture on the um, on on that. Yeah, she's she's not there. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Right she's about. not there, and Supergirl's not there. So mm. they forgot about her, and yeah. they didn't put uh, Monel in the. Oh, he's not there either. Oh. Not on that. Well, he's in their story, but he's not on that. Uh, yeah, he's not on the circle. The Interesting. Nope. Yeah. yeah, and they just ran out of room, I guess. And of course, um, wait, wait. All right, it says that they're in the 30th century. I guess I'm okay yep. with it all. Um, <laughs> all right, so so we go back to see him choking uh, Chameleon Boy with the gas, and uh, and and then Mask Man uses Saturn Girl's own telepathic receiving power to kill her. And he basically projects a super telepathic command ordering her to die. <laughs> Which, if you've seen the movie Push, that does occur. There you, there you have it. And, and, and here's what I love is that, that, uh, that he's, as he's sending this command, which would, you know, be, I don't know, at the speed of thought, perhaps. Yeah. Um, you've got Superboy says, knock her out, Brainiac 5. If she's unconscious, she won't be able to receive any telepathic commands. Um, aren't you the one with the super speed? <laughs> he knows how much Brainy Five wanted to hit her. <laughs> well, yeah. that's that's I, quite possible. I agree with that too. I mean, Brainy's pretty misogynistic towards Saturn. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, it's too dangerous like, a mission for a girl. We'll, you know, you know, I'd get her, but but I think everybody really wants to take a crack. So you go ahead, oh. Brainy. <laughs> <laughs> you does he ever? <laughs> so yeah, he he bops her one, and uh, and meanwhile, um, some boys, some boy and uh, Lightning Lass are are trying to zap uh, Mask Man. But it's it. They're harmless. They're harmless to him. He says, "I could kill more of you right now, but I want you to suffer for a while, as I suffered when you made me laugh." That. Oh. Um. Wait a second. This and doesn't. Superboy are just there doing nothing. <laughs> yeah. This seems like a bit of an imbalance, though. I want you to suffer as I suffered when you made me laugh. That. Hmm. Mm. Hmm. Maybe mm. being laughed at wasn't as bad as being killed. All right. <laughs> so. So well, that that's the carry um, caveat, isn't it? It's yes, yes. This is true. This is true. Um, So uh, Superboy starts throwing rocks at uh, at Mask Man, and uh, he's like, "Yeah, it's childish and and useless." Well, so then he (laughs) so he he disappears. Mask Man just disappears, just like that. Um, (laughs) And and there's no way to track him. 
Ah, uh, but that's not true because Superboy, <laughs> that throwing a rock wasn't childish at all. It was, it was completely grown up and useful. Uh, it turns out it was a radioactive uh, rock that smeared him with uh, radioactive dust. So basically now it acts as a, as a beacon point. So we can track him using the radioactive compass. Um, so off they go to um, Mount Rushmore of space. And so this is uh, asteroids carved into the into the heads of famous people of the entire universe. I wonder if there's a dark side in amongst them. <laughs> So, um, yeah, it's awe-inspiring, but, you know, no time to stop and be a tourist. <laughs> Got to keep going. So um, then they find an asteroid with Mask Man's face on it. And uh, there's no, you know, one of the ships crashes against it. And it says, yeah, the end of our fellow Legionnaires in that ship. It turns out Triplica Girl, Element Lad, and Phantom Girl, they and the others in it are dead. And I guess this was their way of, you know, we've talked about the other characters that are here, but, you know, there's still a couple remaining. Um, so Mask, Man, Mask Man's powers are too much for us. He's destroying us one after another, just as he threatened. Now, I have a question right here is, why would you have Superboy and mon in the same ship when you want to separate them? You know, it seems, it seems that they're putting an awful lot of their, egg, their eggs in one basket. You know, you've got... Uh, you know, arguably two of the, uh, well, obviously two of the two most powerful members, uh, right. and then arguably two of the most popular members. Because let's face it, um, Ed Edmund Hamilton, he loved him some Sunboy. You know, Sunboy <laughs> often figured in in a, in a fairly prominent role in a lot of these these stories, sort of around this around this era. And of course, Saturn Girl, because you know it was easy to make her the bitch. <laughs> um, well, kind of like was, a Star right? Trek, I mean, you had the the command crew all. Deep down to the planet. Well, it, well, yeah, exactly. Oh, and, yeah, and Ensign Smith. Yeah, mm, and the guy yeah. in the red shirt. Yeah. Well, there's there's a, there's a lot of people wearing red in this picture. Um, <laughs> so he says, "There's only one chance. We'll build the greatest citadel of all time to defend ourselves against Mask Man until we learn how to fight him." And uh, so they're going to make the last stand for life. Are they going to Helm's Deep? Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> it turned out that story went for 12 issues <laughs> all, all fighting <laughs> all right so last stand of the legion part two i was gonna say uh the the image of the mask man asteroid looks a lot like the the moon in that that old silent movie a trip to the moon if anyone's ever seen that, it, it really does, doesn't? It? And and the ships, the ship sort of supports that as well. Yeah, that's interesting. it. Also, kind of looks like Pharaoh Lad in a way. I just think the same thing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that 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 design wasn't too far from it, was it? Um. Yeah. So so anyway, so this is like they say more than half of the Great Legion of Superheroes are dead. Um, I I think the math is a little bit off in that, but maybe. The, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they're counting all three triplica girl bodies. Um, anyway, so even here in the mightiest citadel of all time, your remaining legionnaires cannot stop me from using my deadly powers to finish you. Mm. And even Mon L's a little scared. Here, here he says, Mask Man has found us. We're doomed. So um, they, you know, they, they, we, we see what's going on here. They've found this, uh, this planet to, to have their citadel. 
and uh, they land on the planet, uh, which you know seems much larger once they've landed on it. And um, <laughs> and he says, so we've got to hold off vengeful Mask Man until we find a way to fight him. So they they they're gonna build a they're gonna build this uh, this stronghold, and so. And here's here's what I mean. It's like you know you notice that uh, that's it's often uh, Samboy and Saturn Girl that sort of step to the front and uh, and sort of talk these things out. He says, even if we're doomed, are we gonna die without fighting? You know, look at look at Dirk breaking out the uh, the big inspirational speech, and um, and you know this this smartens up Saturn Girl, and she's like, you know, you're right. I'm ready to get to work, and. Um, Monel and uh, and Superboy build the foundation, and uh, and they also get grab this super strong metal from down there so that they can use that as the main material, and then of course, Colossal Boy uses his unique superpower of growing huge, <laughs> and, and becomes a giant blacksmith, um, while uh, Sunboy uses his uh, his his heat and uh, and melts the uh, the metal or rather softens it. Um, Festus right. Batman. <laughs> um, so they build up these uh, these huge walls made of this super strong metal, and uh, and fuse them together. But you know, by Monel and Superboy putting super pressure on it, and uh, and you know, and basically, Bouncing Boy is just concerned that Mask Man will strike again before they finish. But they build this huge, <laughs> huge. Uh, Citadel. I mean, it's massive. It looks a lot like their second headquarters. Yeah, it does a bit. Mm. Do all this work to it, and it's like you never see it again. Yeah, well, you know, it's uh, perhaps that's where they go for the rededication ceremonies every year. (laughs) (laughs) Which they never were going to have again. (laughs) And Uh. never speak of. Let us never speak of our secret Citadel ever again. Ever. Ever. So they they they're like wow you know again you know now some boys like wow it's it's like awesome and uh, <laughs> you know surely <laughs> even mask man can't reach us inside this um but they say you know his powers are unlimited i mean we we have to devise every defensive weapon we can to stop him um so you know, Colossal Boy appoints himself the gatekeeper of the Citadel. Says that no one's going to force the gate. You know, so he he basically you know puts his whole back into it, and you know we're going to hold this off. Um, but it's okay because they did they did uh, rig in rig up some uh, some automatic alarms just in case anyone tries to get in. <laughs> and so Invisible Girl, Invisible Kid, sorry, needs to um, act as the unseen sentry and patrol all of the corridors and, cha- and chambers of the Citadel. So he makes himself invisible and says, yeah, I'll stay this way. So we go to the lab and we see um, Brainy working on a possible defense, trying to figure out a way to neutralize uh, Mask Man's powers as Monel and uh, Saturn Girl look on. Meanwhile, Mask Man is using an unsuspected power in his campaign against the Legion. Using reversed magnetic power, he's pushing the metal asteroid monuments toward the planet and uh, and basically he, he says I'm gonna keep the uh, the cat and mouse game while I'm playing as I kill them one by one. Um, so you see all of the Mount Rushmore of space uh, asteroids, you know, falling on the uh, on the Citadel. And uh, so Colossal Boy calls Superboy and Monel because he knows, hey, you guys are the toughest. We need you guys to handle this. <laughs> 
So out they come and they just start punching away those heads. And then um, some boy in lightning lasts, not wanting to miss out on the fun. They come out and start zapping at them. Um, basically, uh, some boy melts them. Lightning lasts, kazaps them. And um, <laughs> kazap. <laughs> but uh but you know the whole thing is that there's the there's that there's a third asteroid that's coming down and it's gonna land on lightning lass he's got to shield her and so uh so out comes colossal boy boom puts himself in the way of the asteroid and it hits him and um and guess guess what dead no yep yep dead, yeah you know it's uh ah uh, yeah so it's you know they're, they're dropping like flies, and and then something else is going wrong. It turns out a charge of super electricity has has killed Cosmic Boy, and uh, his body is still warm. So it could have only just happened. So it means Mask Man's been there. So uh, so you know, he's he's like Superboy says, you know, Invisible Kid, did you see anyone else slip in? And uh, and Invisible Kid says, no, I didn't see anyone. But, you know, Mask Man could have slipped in while I ran out to where Colossal Boy had been struck. So he says, then Mask Man is right here inside the Citadel. He'll kill us one by one if we don't find him. And this is our literary allusion to And Then There Were None by Agatha Christie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. He says he boasted that he had all of our powers. He could kill any one of us and take that one's place. Um, you know, I mean, let's face it, he uh, he took out uh, Chameleon Boy already. So. So he says, you know, we must stay in pairs or groups and then that way, uh, you know. See, whoever is Mask Man won't be able to operate in secret. So off go Brainiac 5 and Saturn Girl to the lab to work on their defense against Mark against Mask Man. And so Brainiac 5 has developed a reverser instrument. And basically the idea of it is that, that it will reverse the powers that Mask Man uses and turn them against himself. Hmm. Well, he says, you'll never complete it. It's time for you two to die. Dun, dun, dun. And, yes. And it turns out that the traitor revealed you posing oh. as one of us. You are really Mask Man. You know what that means? A Legion traitor. <sighs> Legion traitor. No, Happy. say it ain't so. <laughs> why, I take, can't take a drink. It. <laughs> next thing Trick Saturn time. Girl will be acting snarky to someone oh no um, not that so then you get a couple of chemicals exploding and that's and that's supposed to take out uh, Brainiac 5 and Saturn Girl and the other Legionnaires will follow soon behind so Superboy and Monel have heard the uh, heard the explosion they rush in and uh, and you know they said you know basically besides us it's you know lightning last invisible kid and that's it you know, it's like us and the newbies. Mm-hmm. So, but then, then they, they find uh, Lightning Lass killed by a petrifying superpower that turned her to stone. An Invisible Kid? Well, turns out the that Invisible Kid was killed when he when uh, Mask Man first entered the uh, Citadel. He had a because he has that superpower of turning the air around him into poison. So he says, you know, I've been your Invisible Sentry, Monel. You know, and you're you're gonna die. This radiant element will kill you. And he says that's okay, cause um, you know, Monel isn't vulnerable to kryptonite or lead or anything else in the universe, cause he's got the serum, right? He says, but this <clears> uniquely <throat> powerful element is from another dimension and is deadly to Monel. So oh. radiation is terrible. I'm dying. Now this is interesting, cause this has been sort of a new continuity point in which um, you know, the alternate Earth uh, versions of kryptonite don't necessarily fit 
you know, they, they may affect the Superman of their world, but not necessarily elsewhere. Right. Mm. Um, so off he flies, and he says, basically, I'm going to leave you among your dead comrades to bore you a while, and then I'm going to come back and kill you. And he says, and then I'll turn all your bodies to stone to add to my trophies in space. Yay, trophies. <laughs> um, and and Superboy says it's like a dream, a terrible nightmare, but this is no dream. So back he goes into the mighty citadel, and he's he's the last one left. And he says, "Great, dead. All of the the great Legion of Superheroes, but me, dead. Even Monel, who I thought nothing could harm." He says, "So is he saying Monel isn't great?" <laughs> well, you know, this is this is what I'm wondering. All the great legionnaires but me are dead. Even Monel. <laughs> um and he says, you know, killed by a thing from another dimension. And 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 then Superboy says, but wait, how could Maskman bring a thing from another dimension unless he has powers that are magical? <laughs> Maybe that's it. And if what I suspect is true, I might still conquer him. So he goes goes and finds the reverser instrument that Brainy was working on. And he says, well, it looks like it was a little damaged by the explosion, but I can I think I can fix it. So off he goes to um to the planet and he and he, there's a strange world and oh the things that are written around the uh around the planet mm-hmm. on the little moons. Yes. Turns out eight moons, each one has a letter on it. That's right, Mixie's Pitalik. Mm-hmm. Yep. Says, little now, imp. Yeah. What did he uh introduce as Superman's Foe, never Superboys, wasn't it? He appeared a lot yeah. in Superboy. Um, oh, he did. Okay, what well, later on? Oh, he did. Okay, I didn't know he did. <clears throat> he did. Uh, right. he, he, from what I remember from the Blue Ribbon Digest, you know, he would he would often turn up. I mean, basically, they they he was the one um, the one other holdover, other than obviously Luthor, that would appear in in Superboy stories. Now, I I don't think it's a, a whole a great deal of, of 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 stories, but it was definitely more than one. Okay. Yeah, um, I remember a couple of them also. Yeah, and again, like this is what I'm remembering from the uh, from the old Blue Ribbon Digest. Um, so he says, you know, Mask Man boasted of his trophies in space, so I knew he must have a trophy collection somewhere. And he says, and uh, and there it is with the uh, letters on both sides. And so he's found it. And he's like, he realizes that this Mask Man is really a descendant of Mister Mixie Spitalik, an imp who pesters me in my own time. If he says his name backwards, he'll be shot back into the fifth dimension universe, and all the effects of his magic will vanish. So he decides he's got to act quickly on that, and, if, and then uh, the door opens, and there is uh, Mixus Pedelec with the mask off, and this is the way he always, uh, you know, he, he often appeared sort of in this way, and I believe it was, you know, Master Mixus Pedelec, something like that. From what, I, from what I recall of those stories. So, he, he, you know, he, he totally comes clean. He's like, yeah, I wanted you to follow me here because, you know, once then, before you die, you can know that it was it was me who uh, who conquered you. And he says, my name is the same as my great, 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 great ancestors. Hmm. And to honor it, those moons as they rise and set will spell it out. And uh, he's like, no, you, you reverse the movement of the of the moons, hoping that I would read my name backwards. But you can't trick me. <laughs> and he <He's> says <laughs> but but you know superboy is wily he says it's the reverser i'm counting on now my only chance and uh and so mixes pitlick says ha, you think that that reverser gadget will make my name come up backward when i speak it but it won't just from spite i'll say my name backward and it will come out forward so he says it and it comes out backward 
says, I was counting on oh, his no. Superboy says, I was counting on his doing this to taunt me. He says, but my name wasn't reversed when I said it backwards. I'm vanishing into the fifth dimension. Inconceivable. <laughs> you know, that's who the perfect person to play him would be. I know. Wallace Shawn. Um, he says, I, I out-tricked you by using my heat vision to burn out the reverser's wiring and turn it off, just as you spoke. Now the effects of all your magic will vanish with you. And there they are, all the legionnaires. They're fine. <laughs> and so they finish the rededication ceremony. Looks to me like they're having it again. Hmm. They're only <clears throat> slightly dead. Yes, only a little bit dead. <laughs> Zombies, they're the black lanterns. <laughs> he says, so it turns out, you know, Everything's as it was before Mixus Pedelec Five had, had appeared. All Legionnaires are alive. They don't remember, and I won't tell them how they died in our last stand. <laughs> That's right. It's the, dun, dun, dun. Uh, the story you never knew happened. Because <laughs> it happened in a pocket dimension. That's <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. All right, who wants to take the, uh, the Legion of Substitute Heroes war? I can do that. Cool. And I'm just going to bring in Chris because it looks like he's uh, he's come online. You here? So, yes. Hey. So let's see if we can bring him in. Yes, starring. Yeah. Two ringy dingies. Do, 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 do. We're too cheap for stall music. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Hello, gentlemen. Hey, Chris. How are you? I'm good. You are joining the show already in progress. We just uh, finished going through the first issue with the uh, the with the whole story of Mask Man. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. So um, so we're we're just about to get started on the uh, on the uh, the the substitute heroes and and their and their war against the superheroes. But, Very good. Uh, but um, you know, it, thought we would uh, we would introduce you. So so perhaps you could just uh, give yourself a brief introduction, Chris. Okay, uh, my name is Chris Walsh. Uh, I'm currently living in Kansas, uh, working at a comic book store, Bebop Comics, in Kansas. Um, originally from Detroit, Michigan. Yeah. Uh, married to an Ohio girl. Don't ask me how that happened. <laughs> uh, but she's been good to me for 13 years, so I can't get rid of her now. Yeah, there you go. So that about tells the story. Very cool. Very cool. Um, so, so you, are you, are, would would you say that you were a Legion fan going way back, or more recent? Oh, I've probably been a Legion fan since probably 1977. Yeah. So. Over thirty years. Nice, nice. All right, favorite uh, favorite Legion storyline. Just to put you on the spot right away. Ooh, favorite Legion storyline. I hate to be cliche, but the Great Darkness blew me away when it came out. Yep. Um, simply because at the time nobody knew who the villain was going to be, mm -hmm. and it was the first time that the Legion had faced anybody that was actually connected to the rest of the dc universe mm -hmm. yeah yeah i mean you know it's it's interesting because i mean there's there's there it is where they where it's a character who had those original roots unlike you know where where mordru was kind of retconned into uh into the past of the dcu you know you had you had a character that people hadn't seen a whole lot of 
Right. And uh, and certainly the, the the pacing of it as it came out, as as we can all attest, was uh, was really something spectacular. It's you know it's it's one of those things where Matt, you read it after the fact, right? So so for right, you, you, right. you already knew ahead of time. But I you know it's uh, and I think we've talked about this a few times on the show about uh, you know picking it up as as it came out and it was like the big mystery, and um, and and then you know seeing that last page and realizing who the bad guy is and just wow. You know, and, uh, you know, even if even if you weren't really clear on who he was, you knew he was a big deal. Yeah. And and trying to figure out who all the the dark clones were. Yeah. um, Superman, Orion. um, My mind's been blank on the other ones at this point, but the shadow last one. Yeah, that's right. Um, uh, Her ancestor. yeah, Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And um which sort of had a tie in to the um uh to the ac- the acronym legion series uh later right. on as well so yeah Lyrissa or Lydia Mallow. yes 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 we may see her again in rebels who knows yeah, absolutely and i cuz i i honestly can't remember what the fate was of a lot of those characters it's been uh I you doubt know, you're I, alone yeah <laughs> I, I, I i dropped out of the uh, the original rebels series after only um, well, a zero issue and maybe one or two more. <laughs> oh, then you did it longer than I. I say, <laughs> you did too. about a you did about a zero issue or one or two more than I did. There you have it. There you have it. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, the uh, you know the um, act, you know the actual uh, um, you know Legion series I quite enjoyed. You know the. Uh, that that real doc series, but uh, yeah, I wasn't so crazy about it once the uh, once the kid took over. Yeah, not much. <laughs> I did, I did. However, and I know I'm amongst the minority here, but I loved the five year later Legion when it kicked off. I just loved it. You, you're not necessarily in the in the minority around here. There's 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 enough of us that I think we can make a strong coalition. <laughs> Blasphemy. As long as you can get over the the, the Karate Kid hate from Giffen, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you know, and that and that was that was that was the fun one because that was the first issue I picked up coming back into it, and uh, was you know this issue where it's like, oh, you know, what's this rocky thing that this guy's standing on? Oh, it's block, (laughs) and then you're like, oh no, no, not (laughs) exactly. Exactly. Classy, come home. No, <laughs> and and you know, and it's that whole idea of, of of his name basically being drawn out of a hat. But it's like you know, they couldn't they couldn't have really chosen better because Block was just one of those guys with, you know, once they retconned the whole uh, the whole um, origin and you know, sort of how uh, the whole League of Super Assassins thing, um, you know, and and made him you know a much kinder, gentler Block. You know, you, you you thought, oh, he was just he was just the nicest guy, the sweetest guy. How can you kill Block? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there it was, and there it was. So, uh, you know, no, I mean, it's certainly the, it, the the beginning of that run, especially, was uh, was pretty exciting stuff. And, and I, uh, I mean, I, did you ever think you could care that much for Block? And did you ever hate Roxas? Even. Even when he had killed all of Janera's people, did you ever hate Roxas as much as he, as you did when he killed Block? No, absolutely. I mean, it, it, to to me that that really showed sort of how evil the guy was. Um, it, you know, everything we had seen. You know, any time that we had seen him, you know, 
we 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 didn't like him, but he was he was very much a cartoonish, almost mustache twirling uh, villain. <laughs> Here, they mm-hmm. made him a threat. Yeah, yeah, but when 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 you read that, I mean, he was just you know he was just nuts. He was he was completely psychotic, and uh, you know. It, you know, chalk that up to being a product of its time as well, because, you know, they were at a point where you could write a character that way. And, right. um, but, you know, I mean, he was, he was just nuts. And, uh, and, and, it, you know, and, 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 and so tormented and, and just, just awful, awful evil. And so, you know, that was a, it was just a really, really solid story. And, uh, and, you know, coupled with the, uh, the whole, reforming of the legion and uh and sort of seeing what had happened to these characters later you know i thought it was a you know it, it was a run that you know um had it had its uh its troubles over time but uh but certainly that beginning was was really solid yeah i dropped out around number 50 when the legion had to go underground and change all their names and oh uh, yeah i was <laughs> i i couldn't deal with that anymore <laughs> Yes. So and 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 as I think I I, I always mix up what uh, Cosmic Boy's name was, but it was Lodestone, <laughs> not Polestar. Who who was the dragon guy? I forget the dragon. Ultra guy. Boy was it? Yeah, it was Ultra Boy. Ah, uh, em- Emerald Dragon was it? Yeah, <laughs> like this. Yes. Emerald Dragon fight. <laughs> yeah, someone someone had watched someone had watched uh, you know the the, the Bruce Lee bio Bruce movies. Way too many Bruce Lee movies. <laughs> And not to dip back on Roxas too much, but I'm thinking during that really evil, evil period, that was probably the time that Darren most liked his uh, wardrobe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you straight boys are sick. <laughs> it was fairly fabulous. <laughs> Nothing like a ruffled tuxedo shirt to say. I was like when he was in a dark room talking to himself, too. <laughs> oh, hey, you know what this reminds me of? Before oh. we get to the issue, because I know otherwise I will forget, I'm going to I'm going to we're going to play a little stump the subs. Oh, yay. Oh. I love playing surprise stump the stumping. Exactly, a surprise stumping. So just give me a second here because I totally when when uh Darren and I did the other two episodes and and part of it you know at first was because you know it, it, it's it's always nice for him to have a lifeline just in case. Not that he's needed it yet. <laughs> Not that he's needed it yet. But uh, mm. but now now you now you've got extra uh, extra help too. So all right. And we should we should remind people we are having a contest. Yes. I'm serious. But I actually I've I've got a prize for Ooh. whoever wins. It it's is massage, need is to it? send in to to you can send it to Paul. Yes. How long do you think the next Legion of Three Worlds episode is going to be? <laughs> the one who gets it closest to the final editing time without going over gets the prize. Yeah. And, and, have, and keep in mind, said, I didn't... Haven't they said that they've pretty much got it down to two months? No, us. No. Yeah, they, they've got it down in, in time, but, you know, we could talk about it for hours, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so there is going to be a reckoning a little bit later, but we have one from, from, oh, yes, uh, you've got, uh, there is a rematch from Matthew in here, but we're going to save that one. There was. Oh, we're going to save that one? We're going to save that one because there's actually one from from D. Jameson. uh, Cool beans. So, uh, so, and and, and this one, and, and, and... 
Oh wait, wait, no, sorry, we've we've done that one because that's the well oh. chemical king. So hang ah. on a second. <laughs> you can't give Darren a chemical king question. He knows everything. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> all right. Um of course, that's all three king issues. Is so here we go. It's actually from Glenn Quagmire. Okay. <laughs> so this one this one is a is a themed um a themed I love themes. I yes. Love- <laughs> so this is Stump the Subs, Mealtime Edition. <laughs> oh. Oh. All right. Original Legion question. And we 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 actually just talked about uh about the beginning of the uh of the five years later run. Oh. In Legion of Superheroes number seven, Rock Crin and Mordrew have a meal as part of negotiations for re- releasing Mycenal and Ron Vidar. What was the main course of the meal? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh. Crow? I don't know. Um, I have no clue. No idea. Yeah, that's one of those. Uh, why would you eat anything more Drew serves you anyway? Um, <laughs> really? It seems like a bad idea. That's like asking for like at least heartburn. Um <laughs> I have no clue. Yeah, I'm no blank. Fucking clue. Chris, you want to take a stab at it? I'm blank. It was Elvabird breast. Elvabird breast. Oh well. I had that last week. Did you? Right. <laughs> <laughs> was it was it from Mordrew? Was it oh, supple yes. or <laughs> it was tough. <laughs> All right. The Jughead Legion question. Yay, the Juggies. Woohoo. In, um, <laughs> Go Earth 247. <laughs> in um, Legion of Superheroes number nine, Ultra Boy and Gates serve soup at St. Vincent's Shelter in the 20th century. Who was the artist for the scene? <laughs> hmm. Francis Manipal. No. Um, the artist? Yeah. Would be. Ah. Uh, Fudge buckets. Um, who is the that? only guy I can think of from the time is Sprouse. Yeah, that sounds good. Sure, Sprouse. Walter Simonson. Oh. Oh, really? I thought he was doing Flash then. Okay. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> All right. Whatever. All right. Three boots. There's a food theme here. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Three boots. In Legion of Superheroes number seven, three. <laughs> oh come on! <laughs> uh, okay, you know it's bad when Paul reads the question and starts cracking up. <laughs> in in Legion of Superheroes number seven, three people are shown having dinner. Identify the three people. Um, that would be Cosmic Boy's family. <laughs> oh man! Unreal. <laughs> Thank you. Have a nice day. <laughs> Pulls it out again. Wow. Oh. I, I, you know, I'm looking through this, and, and it's like three people are shown having dinner. I'm th- and I'm thinking, you know, I've got the answer in front of me, and I don't have a freaking clue. <laughs> Cosmic Boy was supposed to take the portal back home. Yeah. And his parents and, and the kid brother were waiting for him, and instead Invisible Kid rigged it to go to the battle. There you have it. Still undefeated. Woohoo! Oh. Unstumped until maybe next week. Oh yeah, Matthew's oh. gonna. 
<laughs> my ass is going to be grass and Matthew's going to be the lawnmower. So. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I've, I've, and I've had it for a little while, but you know, I, I miss, we, we skipped a couple of weeks with it and, uh, and I, I, I think he's got some really good, some really good questions. So, uh, or a theme <laughs> besides stumping my happy. I, I, I was just going to say that the theme is stumping. Mm, yeah. <laughs> so, oh, uh, yeah. yes. Right. Looking, looking forward to that one. I think, uh, he, you know, it's, uh, he, he really pulled out the stops. So, um, all right. We should uh, we should get to the uh, to the next story. This is the the war between the substitute heroes and the legionnaires. <laughs> on the on the cover, we've got the the subs looking at a screen of all the legionnaires, and Polar Boy is saying, "As leader of the Legion of Substitute Heroes, I, Polar Boy, accuse these superheroes of plotting to conquer the Earth. I vote we battle them to a showdown." <laughs> <laughs> and 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 look at look at look at Polar Boy all, with all these normal legs on the front cover. <laughs> yeah, exactly. he's actually and then as tall as the rest of them are. <laughs> yeah, because I've got I'm doing this out of the showcase, and it's got the cover on the first page. Yeah, like on the same, and <laughs> it's just yeah, quite a difference between looking at him on the right versus the left. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, splash page. You got a bit barely up to the sh- shoulder of Night Girl. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He looks very much like a little person. There, notice how much smaller his ankles are than any other part of his body. <laughs> he could yeah. be. He could be from the uh, what was it? The uh, the doll planet. The doll planet. Thank you. <laughs> well, he looks more like an eight-year-old boy. He's a gay circuit boy. I see this all the time at parties where the guys have put up their upper bodies and completely neglected their calves. And there it's just kind of sad. Uh-huh. There you go. He needs to spend a little more time in the subs gym. Yep. The, Need uh, a little more leg lift there. There you go. Can I, just, can I just say that whenever they have Shrinking Violet on a cover, they use the same picture over and over. And she looks like she's about to cry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Yep. laughs> Poor Vi. Of course, if I was wearing that outfit, I'd probably cry too. There you go. <laughs> if you was wearing that outfit, I'd cry too. <laughs> and I'd understand why, Rick. There we go. <laughs> It'd be like uh, you ever guys seen the wrestler Kane? That's Chris, but with hair. <laughs> Very little hair, but it's there. <laughs> well, as long as you shave above mid, never mind. <laughs> oh man that's not <laughs> yikes all right well this issue starts out with a little with a, a little caption box and says unknown to the famous legion of superheroes of the 30th century paul yes <laughs> There is a second and secret legion, the Legion of Substitute Heroes. Rejected in their ambition to become members of the superheroes, they formed the second team to be ready whenever their help was needed. But now those who are their idols turn against them, and so begins the war between the substitute heroes and the legionnaires. And we've got Sun Boy saying that the subs have to disband and... Night girls thinking the superheroes we idolized, even Cosmic Boy, who I've loved, have become so jealous of us that they hate us. And Night Girl is really rocking out that beehive right oh, there. Oh, yeah. 
That is high hair. That's some awkward. That uh, <laughs> Mark Simpson kind of. That that hair of hers is is higher than than Polar Boy's legs entirely. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I'm reading the same. I'm I'm reading the same showcase edition as Matt, so I've got the black and white. But yeah, you can really see the rocked out hootie owl symbol on her chest and the uh, <laughs> the broccoli on chlorophyll kids. Yeah. We have a saying in the South, you know, the higher the hair, the closer to God. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, the story actually starts with uh, the in the the glamorous region of substitute <laughs> region of superheroes <laughs> in the 30th century often come gifts from all over the universe, and they have a time mirror that lets you see what you're going to look like when you age and looks like Saturn girl is going to look exactly the same, except she has glasses <laughs> and a bigger booty. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say a little bit of childbearing hits there. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you could birth to a, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> the epidural. Get the epidural. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Oh, cosmic God. <laughs> Kyle's wishes people which just weren't quite so generous. Hey, let's see what's in this carton. <laughs> you know, looks, like, looks like in the background, it looks like Dr. Fate's helmet, kind of. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. And they get a strange plant from the world. Uh, <laughs> Hernak. 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 Hernia. It'll grow a live animal when it blooms. Now that's handy. <laughs> oh. But oh, it's not like carnivore. <laughs> For those people uh, who can't decide if they want a pet or a plant, now you get both. Exactly. Yeah. Ch -ch oh. <laughs> uh, oh, but they get a distress call, which they respond to. That. For, from far away comes a weak call in a desperate sounding voice. Power failing. Can't telecast. You superheroes are our last chance. Come help us in space sector Z44373N. And oh, <laughs> they've got to answer the call. But uh, Superboy and Monel are in the past, and several other, other members are away on missions. But those of us who are here will go at once. And, right. and this galaxy in is right next to OICU812. <laughs> I was going to say that that space sector is actually, by coincidence, the same winning game-winning play uh, from the Super Bowl this year. Really? There you have it. Sweet. There you have it. Go Steelers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but in in the in the subs uh, cave headquarters, they've heard this call too, and. They say that they've got to prepare because they've got to fill in while the Legion are gone. And <laughs> Corfos kid says, we'll be ready, Polar Boy. Maybe someday they will know about us and, and how much we admire them. <laughs> and <laughs> then, yeah. Oh, we get some more. We get some super stocking coming up in a few panels. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Corfos Boy, where's your hand at? Yeah. <laughs> oh, hello. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> oh. 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 Okay. Everyone out there, be very thankful I did not say what came into my head. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
It looks like Stone Boy's hand is. They're just. They've got a little chain going on. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> uh, my work here is done. <laughs> my jokes are way too much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, the as the Legionnaires depart, uh Polar Boy says, Say night girl, I notice that you're always watching Cosmic Boy. And he says and she says, Yes, I er think he's cute. And then she looks over her shoulder and thinks that, oh, I can't tell him I've been in love with Cosmic Boy for a long time. Even Cosmic Boy doesn't know it, but I tried to join the superheroes just to be near him. And then she goes to her closet where she has all of her mementos of (laughs) Cosmic Boy with a a flight belt that he gave her, a helmet he once wore, and a couple couple, like Tiger Beat posters of him. (laughs) In compromising positions. Oh, yeah, no. exactly, exactly. Tiger <laughs> uh, oh, God. Yeah, and, and days pass without any need for the eager subs. Then one day, and Polar Boy, Stone Boy, wake up. You, you use your sto- your superpower of turning to stone when you sleep, and you're supposed to be watching the monitors, not sleep standing. And, uh... A strange machine is coming to Earth, but there's they can't see a pilot, so it must be remote controlled. So they decide that they're going to go off and see what it is, and they reach it, and it's a digger. It's a the thing's a colossal digger machine. From my knowledge of minerals, I'm sure there are rare metal ores underground where it's digging, and <laughs> yeah, more talk about. If Stoneboy is right, then the thing's been sent to steal the rare ores. We must stop it and find out who sent it. And, you know, they they go in and uh, Night Girl is holding it back. They have to hurry before the sun rises. And they'll hurry. There's got to be some clue to its origin. And they're they're taking too long as the, as the sun comes up and uh, it reaches out and tries to grab... Uh, Polar Boy and Chlorophyll Kid, but uh, looks like one of those uh, claw claw machines. <laughs> claw. <laughs> claw, exactly. Claw decides who will go and who will stay. Claw. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Fire, Fire Boy, or I always, Fire Lad <laughs> tries to help out, but He's not, he can't do anything, and uh, neither does Polar Boy because they they can't harm a machine that's designed to cross frigid space. And uh, Chlorophyll Kid, he makes some trees grow in front of it, which holds it up briefly, and because some of the cables stop, the cables snap, and uh, then they they examine the disabled digger and. It's it's strange and must come from some unknown part of the universe. Then a completely alien people are trying to loot Earth's rarest metals. This looks bad. Can I just say how complex and strange can the machinery be if the cables that stop it are just right on top where you can grab them and pop them? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's about as complicated as your average DVD player hookup, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah. Oh. 
That can be now pretty complicated. Now we know why they're the subs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, Polar Boy decides that they've got to send a message to the Legion because they're still off in deep space. They, they can search for the origin of this plot. And Night Girl says, you're right. We substitute heroes can deal with the danger here on Earth while they search out there. And they go back to their cave and send a message. And uh, they're not getting a, a response. And they, the subs worry that the Legionnaires are okay. And, of course, Night Girl, she's just worried about Cosmic Boy. <laughs> but then <laughs> they get a response from from Sun Boy. He says, your message was received and we're returning to Earth, but we'll deal with this danger. We don't know who you are, so we forbid you to act until we return. <laughs> poor, poor boy. All, all right, Sun Boy. There, there needed to be a choke there, Paul. <laughs> yeah, there really did. We we were totally gypped of a choke. <laughs> but then the then the Legionnaires return and the subs explain that they were just trying to help out with while they were gone. And Sun Boy, he's he's kind of kind of turning into the Sun Boy we know. And he's <laughs> wait, oh. he hits on them. <laughs> uh, it arrogant. is Sun Boy, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Your organization is ridiculous. Your powers aren't super enough. They could fail suddenly during an emergency. Incompetence like you must not meddle in such dangerous things. Poor son, says the guy whose power is super radiance. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, and now Brainiac 5, he's gonna, he looks like he's going to connect the cables. And Polar Boy is, Brainiac 5, don't connect the broken cable, don't. And he... Reaches out and knocks him down, and oh, of course, Brainiac Five says he wasn't going to reconnect him. He was just merely examining the circuit, and oh, that—that's the last straw for Sun Boy. He says, "Your stupid meddling is the last straw. Leave this place and don't come back. Your failures are interfering with our work." And so they're all sad, and they walk away and go back to their cave where. You know, they're all heartbroken because, as Polar Boy says, there are idols, the models we've looked up to and they've tried to copy, yet they treated us like dirt. Maybe they're right. Maybe we are just blunderers, flops. And uh, Night Girl, she's, she's mad because Cosmic Boy looked at her scornfully like he hated her. Oh. <laughs> and um, then there's an announcement to the entire earth by sun boy who says that uh they're aliens they're trying to steal the steal rare metals and ores and they're going to construct defensive devices which will guard the ores in case we're away and well fire lad they says they don't trust us but poor boy says let's not brood about being slighted we aren't after personal glory i suggest we help the superheroes by inventing clever defensive robots that will offer to them and it's we'll do it, Polar Boy. We'll prove ourselves to them. Now I seem to recall they seemed very perplexed by the whole machinery thing before, but now they yeah. seem to have come around. <laughs> yes, that they build some super defensive robots. <laughs> in in just a couple of days, and uh, it's a it's it's a pretty pretty impressive robot they build with 
about at least six arms. Yeah. I think it needs more arms. <laughs> yeah. Only two legs. Yes. I, I think those legs are compensating for something for Polar Boy, don't you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, see. Uh, I, I, let's just say I've, I've conducted extensive field study. And it's a myth. Okay, moving on. Oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah, they... They decide that they're going to call the call the Legionnaires and offer them their help. And then Sunboy and Saturn Girl respond. And oh, they say, you amateurs, your clumsy robot guard would be of little use. We are building powerful defense guards that make yours look childish. I'll show you. And then he shows them the Force Vortex. It, they'll put it wherever there's precious ore and they'll be set to automatically deal with any looters who come. And poor boys, oh, our creative is primitive compared to this, but we wanted to help. And Sunboy says that the only way that they can help is to disband. And unless they leave their clubhouse within 12, 12 hours, we'll use force to make you. <laughs> and now get out of here and let us work. And it's harsh. So, yeah. That, yeah, that, that's pretty harsh. That's totally 90210. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And they fly away, and Polar Boy thinks that they sound jealous. And they get back to their their cave, and the time limit expires. And oh, one of the Force Vortexes, or Vortices, however you, whatever, <laughs> sent in and totally trashes their clubhouse. Mm. Uh, it, it does indeed look like a like a tornado hit it, but yet it leaves their <laughs> spaceship completely unharmed. There you go. <laughs> and uh, bear, with barely enough time they blast off and <laughs> the, the subs they, they get a message the superheroes say you've seen that we superheroes mean what we say don't try to continue your silly legion or next time we'll destroy it that sounds like a declaration of war against us what are we going to do about it so mm. you know then we basically We've got the cover. <laughs> yeah, literally. Um, it's, yeah. A, it's a photostat of the cover. Um, mm -hmm. or at least I was going to say it looks like it. The word balloon is different, but you've got the, but certainly it may be lettered differently, but uh, but they've photostatted the cover and just put that in there. <laughs> exactly. Because mm -hmm. you can see Polar Boy. He's as tall as, yeah. tall as Night Girl. Yeah. Yeah, and they've taken out the, uh, the control panel at the bottom of the view screen. Oh, yeah, they have. They have the little, the high tech. Dials. <laughs> <laughs> do they go to 11? They do. <laughs> no need to make 10 louder. No, no. That's not how they roll in the 30th century. Why <laughs> <laughs> oh. they do it first? <laughs> Don't go oh, there, Rick. Don't go there. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. Rick, and Rick, 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 Rick. <laughs> I'm out of beer. <laughs> now he's ornery lad <laughs> oh. yeah and in part two in the the little preview we see sun uh, stone boy being shattered by a, a little a worm like thing but and the and night girl is wearing a, a helmet which is really squishing down her her hairdo. 
that's funny. Interrupting her coiffure. <laughs> but as the story starts, Dave, the the subs decide that they need to build a new base and keep it secret from their enemies, the superheroes. And they decide to make it on a, a barren new a barren moon. But they said it's not going to be on it. They're going to be putting it in the moon. And it, <laughs> they go down into, a, into some caves where they find an ancient city <laughs> built by an unhuman race ages ago and illuminated by perpetual radium lights. Is awesome. That race became extinct when the last air in here disappeared. Luckily, that they've got all—they all have their spacesuits on. Oops. And is it Polar Boy who says it's cold? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> wow, I'm feeling a little chilly, guys. <laughs> uh, you'd expect then the rest of them to be dead. <laughs> <laughs> then again, he came from a planet that had extreme heat. Yeah, right. He, he comes. From- and it was extreme heat. Yeah, so they had adapted the the cold to combat that heat. So you know maybe maybe he's always complaining about the cold, and it's like, dude, we're not turning the thermostat up anymore. Seriously. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's uh, why he's wearing his little toque there. I mean, he's always cold. Yeah, yeah. It could be like the the, the scene in the in Watchmen where Night Owl's in his whole like Arctic getup and Rorschach's just in his coat <laughs> <laughs> and seems fine. Yeah. Where, whereas, yeah, where, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Whereas you've got people dying when when the window gets opened, but you know, <laughs> Rorschach's fine. <laughs> it's just bad thermal underwear. Exactly. Uh, yes. Yes. Uh, no, Rorschach took a whole bottle of crazy pills. So. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we all know homeless people know how to take the newspaper and stuff it under their clothes. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. <sighs> Extra padding for the beans. There you go. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, oh. Come on. they just. <laughs> The subs decide that they're going to set up some monitor equi- instruments so that they can watch Earth without being seen. You'd think with all of these high-tech spy devices that the subs have, you'd think that the Legionnaires would have something that would be able to at least see that they're being spied on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, if the subs can develop this stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, Night Girl, she... She's going to slip away and looks go back to Earth, it looks like. And she's mm-hmm. going to warn... I love how they explain how she's getting to Earth. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. From the lunar surface, by means of her mighty strength, Night Girl launches towards <laughs> Earth. <laughs> uh, she just... She, yeah, I mean, when, when she has a flight belt <laughs> yes. that she's wearing... <laughs> that seems all logical and stuff. <laughs> yeah. It's make sure don't cloud the issue with facts, okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh then she she's she's cosmic boy and some sort of defensive machines and but she she's gotta wait to see him until 
until he's alone. And there's some weird perspective in this panel. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> I can't tell if that's the clubhouse in the background or just some. Uh, it's the clubhouse. It's the clubhouse. She is actually bigger than the clubhouse. Yeah, <laughs> as is Cosmic Boy. Like Cosmic Boy looks looks to be fairly tall compared to the clubhouse. So, so three people can fit in the clubhouse, maybe only if they're yeah. short. See, the, the clubhouse to me has always seemed a bit of a TARDIS. Yeah, you know, yeah. It, it, because it, because they when they stand next to it, it's like you know, oh, there's hardly any room in there. Then you see them in there, and it's and it's massive. It's and huge. Many, yeah. many, many rooms. And <laughs> it reminds me of my condo search, actually. <laughs> there, you, there you go. No, yeah. it's uh, Snoopy's doghouse. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Snoopy. Yeah, he has the I pool table do the, down in the basement. I want to do the happy <laughs> no. peanuts dance now, but... <laughs> And really, the clubhouse doesn't get much better on like the the first panel of the next page where Night Girl's flying away. I mean, it looks a little taller, but not He's like still yeah. like half as tall as the building itself. So. You got to figure yeah, they before, it's like she, she can barely stand on top of it. <laughs> Everyone goes yeah. in there. You know, all all uh, fifteen of them are in there for the meeting, and it's like oh. Look out, look out. Oh, oh, I hit my head. <laughs> well, that's the thing about how many college students can you fit into a phone booth. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but, uh, Cosmic Boy thinks that uh, Night Girl is there to there to attack them. And she says, how could you think such a thing? We idolized you superheroes. I, we loved you. Yet you drove us off Earth, tried to break us up when we only wanted to help. And... <laughs> Kazakh boy says, where'd you go? Oh, where's your base now? And you know, she's got the tears coming now. I can't tell you that. I'm not even supposed to be here. But I know you're fine and noble, Cosmic Boy. And I want you to talk to the other heroes out of their je- jealous hatred of us. And he, he says he'll try. And she's all happy and flies off. And he promises to not try to trace her anyway and then the very next panel and i promised not to trace her and the silly girl believed my promise but of course we'll trace her he'll get a super radar lock on her and see where she goes and oh i sense a, i sense a choke or a sob coming up at some point <laughs> oh, oh yeah yeah she's gonna be crying into her pillow later tonight <laughs> isn't she <laughs> uh door poor, stage poor. the rock cuts <laughs> Oh, <laughs> have another beer, Rick. Have another beer. <laughs> Woman, uh, bring my beer. Uh, yeah. Now they they watch her fly away on their on their giant TV screen, and the Sun Boy says that we designed this designed this machine for another reason. But now that I've altered its controls, wait till you see how it serves us. Mm. I understand. We'll take one mm-hmm. of these machines to the moon tomorrow. And you know, they get to the moon and send it down into the into the down, fissures where <laughs> down the hole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. And they the subs they they say, "Look, our mo- monitor shows the superhero ship on the surface above. They must have located us somehow." And uh, Night Girl uh, says, "A cosmic boy must have traced me, but he promised he wouldn't. He couldn't break a promise like that." See, see, gypped of another choke. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. There should have been a choke there. Choke, choke. And you'd think that they would have 
seen the Legionnaires planning all of this on their super TV screen. On their screen, screen yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Would have seen uh, Nightgirl show up down there. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, exactly. And then suddenly an appalling invasion. <laughs> and the, the big worm thing comes after him. That monstrous machine, what is it? It's been sent down to hunt us the way ferrets used to be sent to hunt rabbits in their holes. Get out of its way. And that's your educational nugget for the There you go. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And you know, it, it's after Chlorophyll Kid, but he can't stop it because there's no vegetation on the on the barren moon. But uh, Night Girl, it's dark down there, so she's able to hold it off. She <laughs> grabs onto its tail when... I uh, you'd think she could have just like flipped it over or something. And <laughs> then they run away. They flee into a connecting chasm. I can't run so fast. Maybe I'd be better if I turned myself into stone. I'm afraid that that I'm afraid that won't help, but that gives me a Matt? Sorry, Matt. We lost you there. Oh. I heard up oh, to sorry. I'm afraid that won't help. Afraid that won't help. Let me see where. That's the boys oh, yeah. running away. But it, it yeah, but it gives me an idea. And poor polar boy's got to be like, you think you're having trouble running? You try yeah. moving on these tiny little pegs. <laughs> Fire rats. I have an lost. issue with the whole night girl having strength in the cavern because she all these lights down there. Well, she complains whenever the lightning people use their powers around her yeah, because it lights up everything and that takes away her power, uh, I think, including recently in Legion of Three Worlds. Uh, but the, to, to be fair, when she was complaining about it there, it was because the lightning was driving away Stormboy's clouds and, and Stormboy's right. clouds were blocking the sun. So <laughs> I can think... Be in the, but she can be in a cavern <laughs> illuminated by perpetual radium. <laughs> <laughs> have super strength i kind of i kind of see the point there yeah yeah maybe that's yeah. why she couldn't flip the thing over she wasn't strong enough maybe she's getting the she's getting the strength because she's mutating from all the radium <laughs> exactly <Oops. laughs> oh, but the the thing slips away from her and she's flying away and sees and sees stone boy but uh-oh he's turned himself into solid rock that won't save him and then French. It's, French it's just as I feared. Oh no! And there's French they don't even get a sob. He doesn't even get a sob. No, nothing, nothing. And I mean, he gets crunched right in the midst. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a, there's a there's a break in the crotchulary region there. <laughs> oh. That is yeah. not a word. Stop. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, in, in ancient Greek texts, they used to call it a thigh injury when that occurred. <laughs> <laughs> the, say the, so. the actual, you know, translation is groin area, but you know, yeah, yeah. that was that was deemed too graphic for modern <laughs> <laughs> uptight Britain Victorian text, so they changed it to thigh. So <laughs> now, someone tell me there shouldn't have been a sob or a choke during Night Girl's little speech in panel three on this page. We're being robbed here. We're being robbed. Yeah. I, I don't know what Edmund Hamilton was thinking. Yeah, it it 
takes the it takes Stone Boy away, and <laughs> then soon on the lunar f- surface, that's Stone Boy, the fool, turning himself into stone didn't save him. The machine must have wiped out the other substitute heroes too. Well, that's the end of their in- interference. Now we can return to our work on Earth. They don't even check it out. <laughs> nope, classic villain mistake. Yeah. yeah. And you know, back back in the cave, you know, we find Stone Boy is alive and well. They they just stuck his helmet onto a statue, and they used their ray guns to retouch it to make it look more like him. <laughs> hey Matt, you're reading the Showcase edition, right? Yes. Okay, so you're reading the black and white like I am. Yeah, it's, it's non-color. Does does Stone Boy without color in this picture not look exactly like Brainiac Five? He does. He looks exactly <laughs> like him. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. <laughs> yeah, the Firelad says it fooled them. All right, the superheroes are going back to Earth. I'd never had believed that they would want to kill us. <clears throat> Polar Boy says, it supports what I've suspected. A terrible danger threatens Earth. If I'm right, we've got to work fast and build a second spaceship. And they... the we Before long, in the clubhouse of the superheroes on Earth, there's an alarm. And the Saturn girl says, we were tricked. We didn't destroy the substitute heroes after all. For look, a ship is heading out from the moon towards space sector Z four four three seven dash three N, they they mustn't go oh. there. It would ruin everything. Twenty four forty eight. <laughs> yeah, we must, we must stop the rocket before the Steelers lose the Super Bowl. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> gee, is Sunboy the leader? See, this is what I'm saying. He was, you know, he he was never listed as a leader, and certainly in any when you read any of sort of the histories that you know, he I don't think he ever served a term as leader. And um, but once, I think what's that? Yeah. I think he was deputy once. Yeah, and that was and that was um, during the action run, I think. Yeah, or, I think yeah. so. Yeah, somewhere around there, anyway. But uh, but yeah, so so as I say, I think uh, he he seemed to be a favorite of of, of Edmund Hamilton's because uh, he he did see a lot of prominence in in the uh, in this era. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and uh, Sunboy, yeah, he sends uh, the Legionnaires out onto the into their rocket ship, and because they and it goes to chase down the subs rocket and night girl's confused she doesn't know why they sent it away with no one in it and polar boy says it was bait to lure the superheroes away from earth and they followed it look on the monitor look and chlorophyll kid looks to be shorter than polar boy in this panel because <laughs> polar boy's standing on a box yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> i was gonna say chlorophyll kid's probably like leaning over hunching over yeah <laughs> oh. Okay. Oh. Yeah, my oh my, and uh, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) the superheroes destroy the the runaway rocket, and you know they they built that rocket awfully fast out of nothing. (laughs) It's quite incredible, really. Yeah, it is thirtieth century (laughs) technology. But it takes them two days to build a six-armed robot. <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, I, I, it, they, I guess they learned, you know, and it was all kind of from the same kit. That, 
That's that's right. They learn from their mistakes. Acme rocket ship. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they they then go to the the Legionnaire's base, and Polar Boy says, "This finally proves my suspicion that superheroes weren't building defensive machines to guard Earth's precious ores, but mining machines to loot those ores." And Fire Lads, why would the heroes do such a thing? Because they're not superheroes at all. I suspected that they destroyed our base and tried to kill us. For the real superheroes would never do that. These machines prove they're imposters. So, oh, Legion imposters, take a drink. (laughs) (laughs) And And now you know the truth. It's well we returned at full speed. We can get rid of you all before looting Earth's ores. We may as well turn off our disguise projectors now. And they're natives of the far world, Zizan. And they coveted the rare ores on Earth and knew the superheroes would stop us. So they sent out a fake distress call to lure them into a trap. <laughs> and, yeah, they, they tra- trap them using a a space warp and they're going to keep them in suspended animation and that lets them send their automatic digging machines to earth to steal the ore. This earth's climate is so unpleasant to us that it's better than going ourselves. But when the first digging machine is stopped, they have to, they have to send it off. And poor boy says, I guess from your heavy cloaks that you find earth's climate too cold. So, how do you like the super cold I'm creating as he freezes them into little alien icicles? Yeah. <laughs> they they kind of look like the the aliens from V. Yeah, they do. They 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 have a they bear a passing resemblance to a, a later Legion villain, Ontier. Um, you know. Oh yeah, that's right, Ontier. Just it, it's it's very vague, but uh, you know, it's just when I see the the tongue sticking out, I think of the hissing sound. Yeah, and that makes that that leads me right to Ontier. Yeah, you didn't call them the superheroes. <laughs> and then when the substitutes they've wrapped them all, they've got them all captured. They uh, blast off to destroy the space warp. And free the free the superheroes, and then in minutes the real superheroes resi- revive from a strange trance. We ran into that space warp trap, and I remember nothing more. Some freak force must have destroyed the warp, and the distress call proved a false alarm. We can return to Earth, <laughs> and back on Earth, they're mystified by what happened during their absence. But we won't won't tell them. We'll keep our substitute legions secret from them until some future day. Perhaps by then, Cosmic Boy will know how I feel about him. The end <laughs> of another legion story that no one knows about. That's <laughs> two, two in a row. <laughs> <laughs> That's two. Two things that will never be in the casebook. Um, <laughs> a couple of couple of things to think about here is is you know of course there's that whole secret weapon thing right that secret backup that you know kind of like supergirl was uh in superman around this time or actually before this time because i think i think we've seen we've seen some legion stories now where where she's where she's already known to the world uh but um you know but but certainly at the beginning she was the secret weapon gotta keep her secret and can't tell anyone about her and um 
you know, so so they're still keeping that secret. And of course, it, it keeps the whole soap opera side of the whole uh, Night Girl and Cosmic Boy thing. Because, you know, she finally had the guts to tell him. And, and let's face it, those panels looked like they were taken right out of one of the, you know, true romance comics of the time. Yeah. <clears throat> and um, she tells him, but doesn't tell him. Exactly, exactly. So, you know, so so we see some of that. And I mean, it's just, you know, it's always good to see the to see the subs again and uh and to get that sort of perspective on uh on the Legion. And uh but you're right, Legion imposters. Take a drink. <laughs> <laughs> yep. How uh, many have we've had so far, Legion Imposters yeah. stories? Well, we've had oh. twenty episodes. I'm guessing we are averaging um five drinks per episode. Yeah. So <laughs> Yeah, but how many yeah. times is it a legionnaire impersonating a legionnaire? Well, hmm, gosh, um, yeah. Well, sometimes it's robots, you know, and uh, there's, <laughs> I don't know. It's it's it's. Uh, I don't have the statistics on that, but it seems to yeah. happen an inordinate number of times. <laughs> this uh, episode could have been. Uh, Legion cliche is one one. <laughs> Seriously, well, and it's just kind of funny, like like you say. I mean, we've got these two stories that basically never happened. Yeah, uh, you know, as far as the the Legion proper knows, right? You know, they, these these stories never happened, and it's just interesting that that, that they're kind of framed by stories that are very much uh, focused on on things that that. Um, Definitely did happen. <laughs> yeah, and and you know th- events that have remained to this day. Um, you know, of course, previously we well then again previously we had the uh, um, Jungle King story. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, he he does pop up again. There you go. It's true. Um, I actually had to look while you guys were reading this last story to see if it was Elva Bird that was in the, the jungle king story but it's not it's the omni beast exactly but but you know even when you look at some of the weapons that they created um like they they, they created a big drilling machine right just like the driller monster that was in uh that was in the mm-hmm. legion of super monsters mm-hmm. um but but you know before that we had the story in which uh, lightning lass appeared and um you know again something that was very much a, a big part of canon um, and you know, following following in in the next episode, we'll be getting to uh, to a, a pretty important and pivotal moment in uh, in Legion history, yeah. and uh, and so it's interesting that um, in in amongst the uh, the stories that were sort of contributing to the to the overall continuity and had an ongoing narrative, we were still getting some some little one offs that uh, let us never speak of this mission again. <laughs> <laughs> is, is the Mitzelplik character from the previous story that you did before you got me on the same one that later becomes an honorary legionnaire? No. 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 Okay. No. There we go. Although I don't think he was ever mentioned again. <laughs> yes. Let us, right. let us never right. speak of this another, again. <laughs> there's a future story where a Luthor descendant and a Mitzelplik descendant become honorary legionnaires. Right. Yep. Must be the, uh, this must be his evil twin. <laughs> <laughs> but what's kind of interesting is our next issue has a different twist in the five year later that's true that's true yeah we'll have to sort of talk about how much we want to uh to get into that side of it because there is some uh you're right that is that's some, some pretty key stuff that's true there. you know like all the issues you guys are talking about right now i i just got the, the Teenagers from the Future essays on the Legion of Superheroes book. And all of these stories are all in the very first essay. 
Yeah, exactly. I was I was talking about that a bit earlier as just the uh, the sort of dealing with that continuity and how that was that was a rare thing back then. You know, we were used to, um, you know, like, like I mean, you know, look through like the Superman uh, showcase, you know, and every story stands on its own and, and really never refers to any of the other stories. Right. And um, and in fact, you know, that made it easier because as, as we've talked about in the past, there were there were a lot, there were several times where they kind of just recycled a plot line. And, um, yeah. you know, the arguably the Legion themselves were a recycled, uh, a recycled storyline. Um they they just you know did it better this time and same with same with uh, Monel where it was a recycled storyline and this time they kind of yeah let's 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 leave this one let's let this one sit for a while and um, so I think you know I, I think given that that uh, you know you know as that essay talks about it you know this was this was unusual at the time everything was pretty much a done in one um, and certainly for for DC it was an unusual thing to to have these ongoing types of stories um you know marvel was was kind of doing that by this point uh you know because we're in we're well into uh you know we're sort of into 63 64 by now mm-hmm. i believe and um so you know we're kind of in in that era uh yeah the war between the substitute heroes and the legionnaires was august 1963 and uh so so definitely uh, we were seeing some of that stuff happen over at Marvel, but that wasn't really happening at, at DC. You know, they were still very much uh, more targeted towards kids. Um, now, having said that, uh, you know it's it's not too terribly long before Jim Shooter joins the uh, joins the the, the Legion, and um, you know he he you know he that was really a focus of his was to give it that that same kind of feel so we ended up getting even more of the uh of, of that kind of continuity driven storytelling and um you know and it was things that were you know stuff would happen and and it would remain and uh and you know and uh, and heck they were still you know Levitz was still dealing with that stuff 20 odd years later yeah true true shooter so. shooter was handicapped the first time around though because his editor and I think preferred the one and done stories. That was definitely a thing for for uh, well, and and you know again in uh, and and I gotta recommend the that uh, the teenagers from the future because uh, I, I've really been enjoying the bits that I've read so far, and that's something that they talk about uh, there as well. Is that you know Weisinger ruled with an iron fist, and uh, and you know he would. Uh, you know, it made it very difficult for the people who worked for him. You know, not not many of them had great had kind things to say, and um, so it was it was definitely difficult for them to be able to get the the kind of continuity points through. Uh, you know, through all that that sort of editorial meddling, as it were. Yeah, and and there's actually a thread on the the comics forum uh, for Comic Geek Speak right now about is is Marvel the cooler universe. And I think a lot of that, and I, I have to agree, I think Marvel is a cooler universe as far as, you know, the characters were more in-depth. There was more tight-knit continuity early on. Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. these done-in-one policies, I mean, I started reading comics in 83, and they were still doing a lot of done-in-ones. Yeah. Justice League and Teen Titans and that kind of thing. And certainly in, in Superman, it was, you know, basically you'd, you'd get maybe a two-issue story. Yeah, two. It, yeah, you know, it, two, maybe three at most. But it was generally speaking, you were, you were, uh, you know, each issue was a whole new story. Yep. And my no, first episode was. 
to his great darkness, you know, so yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, what I was going to say is most everybody seemed like his own in their own universe. You know, Very like, much. Uh, you know, like Superman, you know, the major stuff is happening, but you'd think like some of the Justice League members would have something to do with it, but you didn't see that. No, and that was, you know, it was it was a long time before they even, you know, before you know before they even say put together uh, Batman and Superman in a team up. Yeah. Uh, and they were they were definitely treated as they were in different places. And then it was kind of like, oh, we can we can kind of bring them together. And I mean, a, a part of that came from the fact that that, you know, when you go back a, a bit further into the into the golden age is that, that you had a couple of separate companies going on under the, yeah. uh, under, you know, so yeah, yeah. You, you had all American Although- and you had national and um <laughs> You know, that's part of why the JSA was a big deal, right? Because it, it, it was actually bringing characters together from two separate lines. Well, yeah, uh, no, all those stories are pretty much just everyone gathered together at the beginning and the end with yeah. individual adventures in the middle. <laughs> it was a framing sequence, basically. Exactly. Yeah. Well, you still had it up through the 70s and 80s when I was reading them back then. Uh, the Superman that was in action in Superman didn't feel like the same Superman you saw in the Justice League of America. And, you know, it's Very like much. he could have a big old long uh, storyline of Superman and he'd be doing something completely different in, in the Justice League. Yeah. Like, uh, what do you fit these together? And, and I, find, keep- I find that really sort of didn't even even between between Superman and action because they were on, they were actually falling right. under on uh, for a little while under two separate editors because Julie Schwartz had taken over Superman, but someone else still had uh action and then then right. they then they kind of figured all that out and that's what i think that's around when carrie bates started writing uh superman and and uh so then it was pretty consistent between the two titles um but you know you still had you know whoever was handling them over in uh in in justice league you know jerry conway for several years and i think that's really when it sort of started to straighten out a bit and that would be right. sort of uh what late 70s early 80s yeah and the same thing happened with batman with denny o'neill yeah he went in there and made the portrayal a little more in line with what should be going on across the board of the Batman line. So, yeah, yeah, we, we see this all the time. I think that's one of the things that make Legion such a nice little pocket of the DC universe is these characters typically aren't appearing all over the place. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Right. So <laughs> they I mean, should they didn't be appear consistent yeah. with their characterization. <laughs> so exactly. And I, and I mean, on. yeah, now we're starting, you know, and now we're we're getting to that point where we are seeing them sort of pop up all over the place, and um, you know, fortunately, that seems to be basically, you know, within the uh, within uh, you know stuff that you know Johns or Robinson are, are writing, and uh, and probably we'll start seeing uh, seeing it when uh, when Rucka joins in, and yeah. uh, you know, we, so we see we see little <laughs> elements of of the Legionnaires uh, popping up, and you know, because I'm still I'm just dying to find out what's going on with Talus. <laughs> They're going to yeah. handle that. That's been that's supposed to be in either Superman or Action, whichever one is featuring Guardian. He's supposed to go and rescue Telus, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. I'm loving that. <laughs> yeah, I, I believe that's Action. I can't. I can't. Because I, I think I thought Rucka was doing Action, and and he was doing um, Nightwing and Flamebird in Action. Or did they switch it around? Because what they're who knows? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now nah, the books will come I, out. And we'll we'll see. Just <laughs> buy both Cause, of them. Yeah, because okay. I know the the origins and omens in action was the the 
guardian story. Yeah, and and that was they, that was they what show tell us in that that one page preview. They show tell us in that. Yeah. Yep. Um, let me just check here. See, that's why I think the guardian's not really the guardian. I think the guardian is Cam. So. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a great theory. Wow, that's, I've never heard that one. That's wow. Well, in the origin and omens, there's a definite Durlin shadow being cast near the Guardian. So it's like, hmm. It's interesting. Like, sure, it's Durlin, and not that's not supposed to be Double X, the the weird. He did no. Well, because Double X had had horns. Double X had horns. These, These are not horns. They're most definitely antennae because they've got the they're they're they've got the little round bob on the top of them. That's yeah, true. and they're thin. Yep. They're not they're not the horns. So. Yeah, because I had heard that uh, that theory as well. Um, I'm just trying to pull up and see if I've got any uh, any of the solicitation info on that. Um, yeah, and Cam is basically a detective, so yeah. In the most recent solicitation, and it won't hit till next Wednesday on previews, but they Diamond lets them go out online early, and they were out Monday or Tuesday. DC solicited that whichever one features the Guardian. The Guardian is going to help a time-loss Legionnaire, and given that we've already seen him in a picture with Talus, yeah, yeah, I figure that's got to be who it is. So. Yeah, so yeah, Rucka uh, Action Comics eight seventy five is going to be the is is Rucka with uh, Nightwing and Flamebird, and um, right. and uh, so I'm assuming that uh, I'm just trying to find the Superman issue because I I just want to see the hey, Robinson then wouldn't it? Yeah, so so it looks like yep. Robinson's staying on Superman, which makes sense. Um, but yeah, it does seem kind of strange now why, like that they would, they would, I guess with the new triangle numbering, that's, that's why they did it that way. But, uh, you know, you'd think that that would be the one where they, where they, you know, do the Nightwing and Flamebird thing or, or whatever, you know, something that's more Actually, affecting make, that particular. It, it would make sense to have Telus and Superman though, if Superman, correct me if I'm wrong, Monal is going to be in Superman. Yes. That's right. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we'll have two Legionnaires in Superman, maybe. Yeah. Possibly yeah. meeting, maybe. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But will so, Monel know it's Telus? Ah, true, true, true. Because he hasn't <laughs> met him yet. See, that's right. It's, it's crazy. Nor, nor has he met uh, Chameleon Boy. Well, I need, I need to call my constant right now. I just got a nosebleed. <laughs> <laughs> And by the way, maybe you guys already talked about this. I know I've spoken to Rick about it when he came into the store. Does anybody know what Starboy is digging up? <laughs> we had some theories, but uh, but the recent events seem to have um, shot those theories out. Yeah, a little yeah. bit, a little bit. Because um, you know, uh, Matt had talked about it. What was what was what was the one that you had, Matt? Uh, I my theory was that he was going to be digging up Bart. Yep. You know, and, and yeah. And so, so, and, and, you know, and, and, and since it was all, you know, all signs were pointing toward Bart, you know, it, it seemed, it seemed like that would make a lot of sense, but you know, now it seems different. Adventure zero. <laughs> Adventure zero. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I, had, I had talked to Rick about the idea that if Bart's essence was in the lightning rod, but he had a body, then the ring with the kid flash uniform would still be on the body but they wouldn't just send him back in time to dig up the body so he could have his cool little kid flash ring. Yeah. Right. Have his, so, uh, flash he was ring wearing here. the flash ring. Yeah. So how did yes. he get the, the kid flash ring anyway? Out of the flash museum. 
Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, that, the, yeah, I mean, there's, there's all kinds of sort of things there, you know, there's the, the whole idea of, you know, at least when the other, you know, when the others went in, it was like their bodies converted to energy, but, uh, you know, Bart just already was. And, um, and so I guess it's not so, so much of a stretch for it to sort of come back the other way. After all, we're talking about a character that lived in the lightning rod for ages. <laughs> My theory about Star Wars. Disbelief is, suspended. Yeah. He, he is not digging up anything. He's digging graves for people. No. And yeah. So. That's a depressing theory, but it's. It is. It's, I know. <laughs> but Black Lanterns are coming, aren't they? So yeah, it's true. There and there's nobody important from the acronym Legion that would have been alive but be presumed dead that we would be resurrecting. Is there? Lyrissa Malor. Okay, so she early early on and was replaced by Lydia. So yeah, or Lydia. Oh gosh, yeah. Hmm. She'd make an excellent Black Lantern, wouldn't she? Especially since yeah. there's a red um, Talokian, or no, a yellow Talokian lantern. So, yeah, the, the storyteller, whatever her name was. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and that was, and and that's kind of neat. Again, it's one of those things when you look back, it's like, ah, that's what they were going with. Mm-hmm. And you know, because we we had, um, you, you know, it's it's one of those things where you start putting these little pieces together, and it all makes a whole lot of sense. Uh-huh. Um, you know, it makes a whole lot of sense in that, uh, that, that, that we, I don't know. I mean, we, we've got, uh, you know, it's like, oh, it's a Loki and in, uh, in, uh, in, in, in Green Lantern. That's really cool. And then when, when, uh, when John starts dropping all this stuff, it's like, oh, of course it's a Loki and it just makes sense. Uh-huh. I'm all in favor of lifting the ban on human cloning as long as it's just Jeff Johns, but he can write everything <laughs> and I'd just be happy with that. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, Just clone them over and over and over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you know, it's it. Then it ends up like in uh, in multiplicity, right? Where you get that station. Yeah. <laughs> and you get that clone who's like, you know, a copy of a copy, and uh, and it just doesn't work out quite as well. Um, yeah. So I'm sorry. I was just digging up. Um, yeah, see, I can't. Yeah, so I, 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 I think we're going to see some interesting things over the next few weeks as far as, uh, um, you know, what's what's going on in in Superman and sort of seeing how they uh, how they pull all these all these little things together, and um, and you know we're going to see it all tie into uh, what's going on in the Black Lanterns, of course, because you know as as we know, um, Johns had said that he's taking Starman with him. Um, so uh, it looks like Starman is going to be leaving the JSA and is going to be heading over to Adventure Comics, and we're going to see more of more of what he's doing there. And uh, um, you know, it, I I I, I kind of love the way uh, the way he's been handled, and um, and I like the way that you know we've still got the kind of wacky Starman. Um, you know, yeah. I was I was a little I was a little worried um, during the uh, you know during Kingdom Come where it was like. They aren't gonna fix them, are they? Because, <laughs> because you know, Tom was always cool, but you know, Wacky Tom is even cooler. Yeah, wa- yeah. Wacky Tom rules. He really <laughs> wacky does. Tom actually has personality. <laughs> oh no! Didn't he get kind of sort of sane there for half a second? Yeah, yeah he did. That's what, yeah, yeah. glimmers. 
you know, he has glimmers of sanity, but you know, doesn't last long. Yeah, and and that's what you know. That's what I was worried about. It's like you know, again, it's the it's that that thing that makes him very different. And uh, and let's face it, in 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 this case, it does make him really different. <laughs> I'd like to see a Jeff Johns tribute, just one page in Booster Gold before Starboy goes back to the future. Have him show up in Rip Hunter's cage and cave in front of the uh, the chalkboard with all the future prophecies. And have Rip Hunter or Booster Gold there, and have Starboy just say, "No, wrong, wrong, wrong." <laughs> that would be kind of cute. Or, or, or just or, have or, him there with the eraser after it's all over. You don't need that. Exactly. Or it turns out that it was never Rip writing these things down. He, you know, he'd get oh, up in boy. the morning. It's actually, Starboy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there was all this crazy stuff written up there. Oh, that man. would make total freaking sense, wouldn't it? There really is a Santa Claus. It <laughs> uh. oh, has to be a meatloaf comic. Come on. <laughs> uh. <laughs> sloppy Joes. <laughs> Uh, yeah. I love sloppy joes. <laughs> hey, since we're talking about Starman, Matt, what's going on over at the Shades Journal? Well, I just uh, recorded an episode with um, issue number forty-one, which was the uh, the the Matt O'Dare cleaning up his past, and then the Secret Files and Origins. Nice. I actually found my copy of the Secret Files and Origins recently. Nice. That's a a hefty read. It really you is. Can, <laughs> you can build your own cosmic rod. I will be getting the Starman that, hardcover omnibus two next week. Yes. Check. Look for my name. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Only if you promise to autograph it. There, you go. <laughs> there we go. Rick, I promise. What, Rick, what do you got coming up on the on the book cave? Well, uh, this is episode 10 that's been out already, uh, we had Chris Marshall on it. Very cool. And then uh, 11, we'll have Van Reed. And 12 is the start of a three-part. Oh. It's called Meet the Editors. It's uh, on the, like the new pulp character, you know, editors' stories. That'd be one everybody wants to check out. Very cool. And uh, and 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 Chris, uh, for people to uh, come out to the uh, to Bebop Comics, where 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 would uh, those folks in Kansas uh, find their way there? Um, we have three separate locations, actually. Ooh. Did I lose you there? Hello. Hello. Hey, I Darn lost. Darn you, computer! I lost everybody. <laughs> How do you manage to do that? I don't know. I'm just sitting here, and everyone just—it got all quiet, and then everybody just disappeared. I was—I was alone. <laughs> it's scary.
Oi. Oh. All right, there we go. Okay, Chris. Sorry, so, you lost so, me there. I lost, <laughs> lost everyone. You lost everybody. <laughs> lost you right at, uh, we have three locations. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. One, up, one up by the airport, uh, Kansas City International Airport. Uh, one in the plaza, which is kind of uh, downtown, south, just south of downtown Kansas City, Missouri. And one much further south on the border of two areas called Prairie Village and Overland Park which is the location I work at Wednesday through Sunday. So if you're ever in uh, down there at uh, the corner of Nolan in 95th street uh, in Kansas city, um, stop in Wednesday through Sunday and say, Hey to Chris, Very cool. I could use the company. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and uh, Darren, by the time the folks hear this, you will have already been at Megacon. That's true. Yes. I will be at Megacon. Yes. F Florida, may have, see. Florida may have to sunk see into the sea. <laughs> <laughs> I promise to tell you what I can tell you. About that. So where is Megacon this year, Darren? It's in Orlando, Florida. Woohoo! Oh, goody, you're going from warm to warmer. Mm. <laughs> Go figure. Yep. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure. Mid seventies, actually. Uh, oh, yeah, Matt, I think you're probably about as jealous as I am about that right now. Yeah, we got another seven inches of snow today. Oh. Seven inches! Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got you, Darren. Oh my! What? I was I was commenting on the snow accumulation. Uh -huh. I don't yeah. It's a beautiful thing. All right, then. So, actually, we're supposed to get a light dusting of snow up here, actually, um, tonight. Uh, so. uh, oh, uh, yeah. I have something to I say. Uh, Chris, yeah. Uh, should we talk about uh, Planet Comic Con coming up? I definitely we can do that. Uh, what is it, last weekend in March? Yeah, 28th and 29th, I believe. I do believe. No, no 27 28. That's what it is. Yeah. Uh, a couple of sci-fi people, Aaron, Aaron Gray from Buck Rogers. Um, uh, what's her name? Who played Ursa in Superman 2? Sarah Douglas. Yes. Yes, she will be there. Um, um, Peter Mayhew, um, who played Chewbacca, will be there, uh, as well as a few comic book creators. Um, not too many that aren't local, but... I'm going to skip that weekend. I'm going to stay at the store and just oh. escape the madness. So. <laughs> well, I'll be there. I haven't missed one escape yet since I started. the madness. Hmm. <laughs> All right, then. Uh, so uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we, we, we're sitting uh, right about at two hours. So I'm going to uh, get right. us all back into the time bubble. But first, comments, as always, are welcome at Legion of Substitute Podcasters at gmail.com or you can head on over to the forum forum.legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com and join in the conversation there and you know hey even enter in our, in our contest <laughs> that's true and we're we're on the facebook remember we are we are on the facebook and you can just do a quick search for legion of substitute podcasters and you'll see all of us there and uh so so there we have it so back into the time bubble with us and as soon as i can switch back to itunes we'll have our theme music <laughs> Have a great week, everyone. Bye. 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 Woohoo!